Okay, do you actually want to start the episode? Or? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, roll intro. Hello, welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the only podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, Fuck Me Dead! Whoa. I'm CJ. And I'm Amanda. I was trying to do your same energy there. Mm. <laughs> you missed the part where I screamed. I, I, you scream, I don't. That's, that's the way it goes. I'm Amanda. Well, thank you for doing my intro for me. Amanda. Okay, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys can tell, but CJ is slowly losing his mind in isolation. <laughs> Yesterday I was I was worried. Why? <laughs> but when I just look over at you when we're watching TV on the couch and you just randomly scream, I'm like, this is it. This is this is the descent into madness. <laughs> I mean you randomly scream a lot anyway, but this felt different. It felt different. I'm like, this is wrong. Different kind of screaming energy. This is, this is the... Screenergy, if you will. <laughs> I was like, no, this is the isolation getting to him. Isolation screams. <laughs> isolation screams ASMR. Oh my God, that's not ASMR. The new, the new hit subcategory. <sighs> I mean, it is, you, you can feel free I'll to put a microphone it. in that abandoned plot across the road and record me screaming in the house. And then it's like distant isolation soft screams. I mean, feel free to start that if you want. <laughs> I personally won't listen to it, uh, <laughs> but feel free. Maybe that's what you can do with your spare time since you're bored. You can create that new subgenre of ASMR. Perhaps. It just got suddenly very dark in the room and I'm it like, was did. that a sign? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so I guess, you know, how are you doing? Are you descending into cabin fever? I don't think so. How would I know though? I've seen that's that true. movie. It's awful. Really? I haven't seen it. They're just bad horror movies. Um, I think the guy who makes them go on to do a bit of better work, Eli Roth, I think his name is. But I his early movie, his earlier movies like Cabin Fever and stuff are just. Ugh. Yeah, I haven't seen it. You've been you've been inside for two weeks. Um, I think so. <laughs> I have lost track of days. That is there's nothing. Not a problem for me since I'm still working, but <laughs> it's Saturday, yeah. It is Saturday, okay, yes. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I I guess I, I'm waiting on, I caved, waiting on hobby stuff to arrive. Hobby companies like that are probably going gangbusters at the moment, the ones who have oh, online stores. Yeah, for sure. They're probably like making all the money. Oh, that was like, I tried to find a paint by numbers. And you barely could. And I barely could. You got a nice one in the end though. Every Australian based company, because that's, that's what I was going to use were completely sold out and had big messages on their website saying, we have no stock, come back later. So um, I'm assuming that Australians are just very bored right now and looking yeah. for anything. I like the one you did get. Um, I've already eyed up a hook on the wall where I'm like, we could hang it here. Okay. So. Well, I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I don't know how good the paint is. True. So True. let's True. let's not... Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it does look cool. It's like a geometric deer. Yeah, it's like a geometric stained glass deer. Yeah. We were looking at jigsaws as well. Jigsaw puzzles. Because I haven't done one. We were too young to do any of them, though. Uh, Yeah. The Amazon listings were really weird. They were like ages 896 and older. 
Yeah. Uh, 114 years and older. That was weird. Fucking ageist ass puzzles. <laughs> this puzzle's only for tortoises. <laughs> Fuck off. Tortles. 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 Tortoises and um, that one fucking shark that lives for like 600 years. Jesus Christ. They're really ugly too, poor things. But <laughs> they live in some, I think it's like a Greenland shark. Oh, it is raining really heavily. I hope that doesn't pick up. Holy shit, that sounds wild out there. Hopefully that wind is not being picked up. <laughs> I feel like that might be being picked up. Should pause it and check it. Okay, back after a short break. Yeah, we just took a, a bit of a weird edit there. Probably I'll do my best to try and fix it or you, whoever gets edited that part. Suddenly got some really crazy weather, so hopefully you can't hear anything. I couldn't, I listened back and I couldn't really, but if the you The only thing we could hear, we could take out. There was a big slamming of like a, a door. cement thing out the back, I think. Was the door, it was a back door. Was it? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, just apologies if you can hear any weathery sounds. I, I think it should be okay. But once we turn it up for like the platforms, might be able to hear some of it. Yeah. But since we've so, mostly passed now. Apologies. Anyway, continue. <laughs> what were we talking about? I was talking about some old ass sharks. Yeah. We're but I think about I was done with the that. The unavailability of jigsaw puzzles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't get them. <laughs> I mean, you can get some, but like maybe like for small Province children. Province is going to have to put a buying limit. On puzzles now? <laughs> ScoMo did list it as an essential item. So. <laughs> yeah. Our Prime Minister listed jigsaw puzzles as an essential item. So what's like, what's the vibe of your stories today? Silly. Silly. There's one really nice one. Okay. I end on a silly, hilarious one that was sent in to us. Yeah. So we had our story, we had a story sent in from, from the show Red, mm-hmm. uh, who I think we've mentioned before. It did do the rounds. I saw a few people that I know posting it. So I think a lot of people might have already heard it. I okay. read you the headline to make you stay away from it. Okay. <laughs> but it's pretty funny. Uh, I like the guy in it. Uh, it's it's a funny tale. Yeah. And then my first story is actually a compilation of three stories I found. Because they're all relatively well, similar. Okay. <laughs> they're all posted on pretty much the same day, I think. So I don't know why they're all just one article. Because they're all from news.com.au as well. Well, these are meowing in. It's cute. <laughs> behave. <laughs> if anyone can hear it. And it's going to be its own little segment, which I'm calling Dumb Arrests, which I feel like I've done one before already, like back in the Christmas special where I talked about like Australians who got in trouble overseas during the year. Okay. So sort of in the vein of that. Okay. I have two Corona-related ones, but they're silly. My happy story is Corona-related. My other, actually my Dumb Arrest story is Corona-related too, technically. Okay. All right. So then I guess we should probably begin. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Don't really have much to talk I, about. I feel like there there's not a lot to like, say when nothing's happening during the week. Really, yeah, it's just, it's kind of hard to. How was your week? You saw me the whole week. Yeah, you know exactly what I was doing at every and moment of the day. We weren't doing a, a lot. No. Like, I mean, the highlight of my week was last night getting drunk playing Siege, and you were there. Yeah. So <laughs> I was also drunk playing Siege. Woo. Um, so, so we'll begin. So we'll begin. You're gonna go first. I'll go first. New segment or slightly returning modified segment. Dumb arrests. Quarantine your body, not your mind. That's my own title. Uh, maybe there's a like career it. in journalism for me out there. <laughs> Police charged a man after he allegedly tried to slip a capsule of MDMA to a quarantine traveller at a Sydney hotel concealed in a fruit box. I have to admit, I did read this article. <laughs> okay. Just because, not I, not because I thought that we were going to use it for the podcast, just because it was a stupid headline. Yeah. So <laughs> the, this, this first story I have is a collection of three, as I mentioned earlier. Um, and I'll go through the headlines at the end. 37-year-old Lane Cove man. Oh, my God. We used to live live there. 
Yeah, we both lived there for a long time, so it's quite funny for us. <laughs> Delivered a box of fruit to another man in quarantine in an Elizabeth Street hotel in the Sydney CBD. The box was searched by police, who found an envelope with a single MDMA capsule inside, which is Molly? MDMA, Molly, ecstasy, that, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. Quote from the police here, The man was arrested, and when officers searched him, they allegedly found a bag of white powder believed to be cocaine. So look, this guy just sounds like he was trying to give his mate a good time in quarantine. It was only one pill. That's a, it's clearly <laughs> person, just personal use. Clearly <laughs> went, my mate. We've got to shut down that illegal drug trade in the quarantine hotels. <laughs> he's clearly like, my mate's got nothing to do. He's got to sit in a hotel room for two weeks. At least let him have a good time. I do wonder, because I, like I mentioned I know someone who's in quarantine at the moment, and the last picture or anything I saw from him was at eight in the morning, and he was drinking champagne out of a champagne flute lying on the bed in a robe. I mean, that sounds like he's got it tough. It sounds all right, but like, once that champagne ends... Yeah. What are you doing then? I don't think... It's all expenses paid, though. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking for a real cheap holiday right now, what you want to do is you fly to Korea, <laughs> and they'll hook you up for like a couple of weeks, and then you just go back home, and they'll put you up for a few more weeks. Uh, Americans, this doesn't work for you, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but people living in developed nations, you can... <laughs> oh, stop it! <laughs> We have American listeners. Take it back. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You deserve better. You really do. Oh, lordy. Yeah, so that's the, that was pretty much it for that story. There wasn't a lot of information to go on. You know, obviously, cocaine and MDMA are illegal drugs in Australia. And it is against obviously the Obviously, the police did the right thing, but... Why would you put it in an envelope in the fruit bag? Why not put it inside one of the fruits? I, I, I don't know. When I read that, I'm like, look, I get the cops have to do that, but I'm like, is this really a big deal? Is this newsworthy? Just let the guy have a good time. A man has allegedly headbutted and spat on a female police officer as she tried to arrest him and a woman after they went to a closed Sydney beach. Oh my god. The incident occurred at Maroubra Beach, which has been closed by the Randwick City Council. Lifeguards had warned the pair of the social distancing guidelines and were promptly verbally abused by the man. Oh, so, he so was they're like, like, you can't be here. And he's like, with... probably, I can imagine now being like, fuck, really awkward cunt, fucking dirty me. Oh, God. <laughs> um, in response, the lifeguards called the police. Good on it. Fuck these guys. Went yeah, back exactly. to their lifeguard shack, whatever it is they have, and called the police. Officers then found the 29-year-old man and the 19-year-old woman. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Shortly afterwards, on Mons Avenue, and I googled it, Mons Avenue is like a major road that leads down to Maroubra Beach. Yeah. Because I don't know the area. I know roughly I've definitely it. heard of Mons Avenue before. Yeah. As they attempted the arrest, he allegedly headbutted and spat on a female sergeant, cutting what her lip and asshole. causing swelling to her head. My sister is was a police officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got spat on all the time. That is so disgusting. It is. It's, she said it was the, the part she hated the most was when people would spit. That's so disgusting. Why would you do that? Nice bit of thunder in the background there. Ooh. Don't know if that'll be picked up. I kind of hope it does. <laughs> Just to stop you for a second, I'm sorry, we can cut this out if you want, but I was wondering what the fuck was going on because she stopped for a full second and was like looking around really worried and then the thunder happened. Little Poppy's got much better hearing than us. Right? Now she's like going under your bed because she doesn't like storms. But... Yeah, she doesn't. Poor kitty. <laughs> sorry, I just thought that was weird because I noticed her and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then the thunder. You knew it was going to happen. Uh, when I lived in New Guinea and we used to get earthquakes a lot, I mean, we had earthquakes in New Zealand, but I never remember them. Mm. Uh, I remember all my earthquakes in Papua New Guinea. We had cats and they're also really good at detecting earthquakes. Yeah. So they they, they get spat on a lot by people, which is... This is so disgusting. Especially now. What if that guy does have corona? Right? It's like that article that I did share on our Twitter. That guy in Thailand. Oh my God. Who that's spat on someone story. and then like 10 minutes later dropped dead on the train. Right? Probably not a corona, but like, what the fuck? Well, it was confirmed after that he did have it. Oh, fucking hell. 
people are weird. Yeah, no, that was a wild story, that one. Plagues do weird things to people, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Like, you read about it in... It, it's weird. You read about these things in, like, books and movies, and you're like, oh, people wouldn't really be like that. <laughs> yeah, they are. I th- you get have- weird people who are like, let's just all get the virus, it'll be fine, let's blah. Have I mentioned the WoW virus on the podcast? The WoW virus? The, the World, World of Warcraft, Warcraft virus? Yeah. Uh, no, you haven't. But I've told you about it before? I'm aware of it. I was aware of it before. There was a glitch, basically, in World of Warcraft at one point. Yeah. So there was a boss in a new raid who cast a debuff on people that effectively spread a plague through your party. And it was meant to only occur inside the dungeon during that encounter. So as soon as you left, it was meant to disappear, basically. Yeah. Uh, but when they first released it, it didn't. It didn't. So basically, you would go out into the wider world and infect others. I think it would get stuck on pets. Yeah. Like hunters and transmitted by animals. Right. <laughs> uh, it, so I'm sure people out there probably heard it as well. And it got brought up recently because the World Health Organization and all their Centers for Disease Control have used that event to map. Yeah. Um, and it spreading. was kind of like more to map socially how people reacted. Mm. Um, because, you know, they were sort of saying, like Blizzard was saying, stay out of the game until you fix it. Yeah. Quarantine. Like it's Exactly. However, you know, you had people who were logging in anyway because they wanted to see what the fuss was about. Yeah, or they'd have people who'd go to areas they knew were heavily infected, like journalists. Because they said you can model what a virus may spread like, but not having real people there for that interaction, it makes it hard. So this was a really good case study. So all those times that your parents told you that video games were useless, they were wrong. (laughs) Sorry. We're a huge tangent. But I don't know. I just think that WoW virus thing is like such a cool tool that we have that shows how people socially react to pandemics and stuff it's so it's yeah. so weird and that, there like, were people in there who'd go and catch it and then run back to the other cities to spread yeah it. and like there were people selling fake cures and like you know all sorts of stuff that you like wouldn't think would happen but does in real life as well it's just it's kind of crazy to think about anyway sorry continue following a short struggle the pair were arrested and taken to maruba police station the man was charged with assaulting a police officer occasioning actual bodily harm resisting arrest offensive behavior and failed to comply with the terms of notice erected by the council the woman was issued with a criminal infringement notice for offensive behavior and failed to comply with the terms of the notice erected by the council the man has been refused bail he's already appeared in court once you don't you don't just get to assault a, a police officer and that's it and then lastly, police fined a number of people yesterday, including a man who ignored police warnings and was fined for eating on a bench. 21-year-old Newcastle man was given two warnings from Newcastle police to go home after they found him eating a kebab in the park due to new social distancing measures. Police eventually found the man a third time on Market Street. I don't know whether you lived in Newcastle. Do you know where that is? I do know where that is. On Market Street, eating a kebab, eating, sorry, his kebab on a park bench. He was then given the new $1,000 on the spot fine for people who will not comply with the new social distancing guidelines under the public health back. Good. So, like, I, I, people are like, $1,000, but he was given two warnings. Yeah, then at, at the moment, they're not just like doing it the first time. They, they, can. A, they can. They have the power they're to. They're not. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, the shit thing is that this is the reason that these rules are in place is because people aren't fucking listening. If we'd all just done the right thing in the first place, there'd be no fine. Bondi, Australia's biggest cesspool for coronavirus. Yeah. Um, Everyone's back at the beach. Can you do it? I wonder they'll have it. Yeah. (laughs) Also, in Rushcutters Bay, video footage, you can go on one of the articles we'll link, uh, there's video footage of police officers driving their cars through the park in Rushcutters Bay, ordering people to go home, but they're staying inside their vehicles. So they're just driving through the park up to people being like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. The park's packed. There's this one guy they look they go up to. He's lying down, shirtless, sunbathing in the park, right, with his fucking earphones in. <sighs> they drive. 
He's like lying down like this, reading his book mm. on his stomach. And they basically drive the front corner of their car right into his nose. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck's going on? Because he's got his headphones on. He Didn't can't hear, hear them. Yeah. But what are you doing? Well, one of There's my... There's a virus and you're outside bathing in the I park. know, right? It won't kill me. Um, one of my workmates lives near um, a beach in Melbourne. And so she quite often goes for a jog on the beach. And so, because the rules do say that you can still go out you to can exercise. exercise. So she's still been going for a jog on the beach, but she got approached by police the other day saying, what are you doing? Mm. And she was like, oh, just going for a run and then I'm going back home. And then he was like, oh, okay, that's fine. But it just sort of seems like they're approaching anyone who's out and questioning what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) Mm. So my articles, my headlines were MDMA allegedly found in a fruit box for quarantine man by Sarah McPhee. Officer allegedly assaulted after pair ignores Sydney beach closures by Stephanie Beto, who I think we've spoken about before. I think that sounds familiar. And man fined $1,000 for eating kebab on a bench by Phoebe Looms, who I think we've also mentioned before. Yes, because I said that was an excellent last name. Because she's looming. And as I said, they're all from news.com.au. Okay. What a world we live in right now. (laughs) Just stay home and grow pumpkin like the rest of us. I mean, that's what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, my first story is also Rona related, um, and it's about it's Corona time. <laughs> I got this from the Daily Mail because, and I picked it because the photo they had attached to it was fucking brilliant, and I'm like, yes, this is what I want to talk about. You know, obviously, at the moment with Corona, we're being told to socially distance ourselves from everyone else and to, you know, protect yourself in whatever way you see fit. So masks, gloves. I don't, I, I don't get the gloves because that doesn't make any sense to me. Why not? If you're wearing just one set of gloves and then you're touching everything, if you touched one thing that had it, you're just spreading it around anyway. So would you with your hands? I know, but like, that's what I mean. It makes no difference. Mm, I suppose. So I don't really get that. You could just wash your hands and not touch your face and you'd have the same effect. It just yeah. kind of seems a bit silly. Anyway, this story is about some people who have taken that to the extreme and I have some photos awesome. to show you. Is this going to be like the Kiwis who wore their beekeeping suits to go shopping? Yes, but not that organized. <laughs> so these are very There wasn't homemade. enough to be an article about it. It was just a passing mention in like a right, wide okay. article about stuff in New Zealand. Well, I've got three but examples of two people, people who have um, taken it too far. Two maybe. people who clearly keep bees in New Zealand went yeah. to Countdown <laughs> or whatever to do their weekly shopping in their full beekeeper suits. <laughs> And they're just walking through the aisles in their beekeeping outfits. And it's like, well, they're probably safe, at least from bees. <laughs> at least from bees, exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure they're virus proof, but they're safe from bees. I mean, it's effectively a hazmat suit, isn't it? Well, it has a mesh panel. And you're wearing like a big hazmat jumpsuit as well. Mm. So it's probably not bad. Honestly, probably safer than the rest of us. <laughs> My first example is um, a shopper at Woolworths in Nooseville on the Sunshine Sunshine Coast. On the Sunshine Coast, um, which is in Queensland. So if you're north of Brisbane, yes, if you're so north south of Brisbane, you have the Gold Coast, and then you go pretty much the exact same distance north, and you have the Sunshine Coast, where there is no roller coasters and only sadness. <laughs> um, so if you're not from Australia, it's just up the top on the east coast. Not right at the top. Not right at the top. You just get, get look at there. Brisbane, and it's just like the next town up. Um, and um, there's a place there called Burp and Gary. Oh, God. <laughs> Burp and Gary. Um, so, yes, at Woolworths in Nooseville, a shopper was spotted wearing a vintage diving helmet while browsing for potatoes. Oh, like one of those old timey ones where I, they just I, have, a, I have there's a, photo. a photo? Love it. <laughs> I have a distant uncle of some relation who used to do that for like the military. Mm. He was like an old 
military diver back when it first started and here he wore the big like suit you see in scooby-doo episodes and yeah. things like that one of those and the big tube that just goes up yeah he was also at the bombing of bikini atoll he said he could see a skeleton through his skin when the nuke went off which is kind of terrifying oh that is terrifying no yeah. no the weird thing about the photo is that he's wearing his uh, old-timey diving helmet the rest of him's normal he's wearing a shirt and shorts yeah <laughs> I don't know how well protected he is. I guess he won't touch his face. Part of me is like, was he just doing it for a joke as well? I've got this helmet. I should just wear it out. It's the one time I can do it in public where people <laughs> won't be it. like, what the fuck? What um, about the old timey gentleman we saw when we went shopping the other night? Yes. I mean, he was dapper. He, he, he was looked dapper. good. We, we live in a very hipstery era. Era. Area. I of, mean, both really. Both. But yeah. Of um, <laughs> Melbourne. And we had a gentleman dressed up like it was the last time... Like the Spanish he, flu he was really going around. He did look like he had just stepped out of the 1920s. Yeah, had a little pocket chain. Yeah. Like, he looked good. He did. Like up I, well. I felt inadequate in my like mm. track pants. <laughs> yeah, but um, definitely, I was like, oh, have you been you been around since the last one? Or yeah, last you the last depression. Are you here to warn us? <laughs> Imagine that. He's like, I'm gonna time travel out of this depression. Ends up at, and vi- <laughs> gonna escape the Spanish flu and the depression. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm, the flu was over before the depression, but, you know, close enough. Um, so they mentioned in the article a couple of Facebook comments, which I thought were gold as well. Okay. Going deep sea diving after the supermarket to look for pearls. Because, I mean, that really is what it looks like. What's that mean? When you got to do the grocery shopping at 8, but go deep sea diving yeah. at 8.30? <laughs> is it going to flood next? Are the seas going to rise and cover the earth? Does this guy know something that we don't? It's raining pretty heavily in Sydney and Melbourne, so maybe. Um, And my last comment that they got from Facebook was, at least it's reusable, thinking of the environment. That is true. How many disposable masks and gloves are people going through at the moment? Exactly. God, before this all started, we were talking about plastic and how bad it is for our environment and all that kind of stuff. And now... We got meat from the deli the other day and I was watching him because they use plastic disposable gloves to serve your meat. I'm like, Mm. fuck, that's so wasteful. Yeah. I'm not sure there's a better way to do it, though, because it has to be, like, hygienic, so... They should have reusable gloves for each section of the food. Like, one glove for chicken, one glove for things, Mm. and they can just keep using them. And then they can wash them down at the end of the day. Yeah. It's not as hygienic for the workers, but they can just wash their hands. I mean, maybe when we go back to normal life and people actually care about using plastics again... They should do it with a (laughs) brass thread lining on the inside, because I think brass is a natural antibacterial... One of those metals like that we don't really use anymore that used to make like door handles out of a lot of the time mm. kills bacteria. Okay. To a degree. So why don't we just go back to brass door handles? It's a bit gaudy, but public health. <laughs> okay, so another person was spotted in a supermarket car park wearing a silver spacesuit complete <laughs> with a helmet. Do you want to see the photo? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's his Halloween outfit. It's gotta be. It has to be, but still. <laughs> Where was that? I don't know. But Still a great photo, which obviously I'm going to link all these, but. <laughs> God. Um, so my last example was an entire family has been spotted wearing an extreme all plastic outfit. Oh, I've got God. to tell you, it looks fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> the photo has them wearing gloves and face masks under their plastic ponchos. And the worst part, plastic water coolers over their head. So, you know, what? like the water cooler that you get in like an office. Yeah. They had them. Cut with like a head hole and they had them over there. So the other two are like, they just seem like they're having a bit of fun with it. This family just seems paranoid to the extreme. I have a photo. (laughs) Oh God. Faces are blurred. Well, they probably are naturally from the plastic bottles. (laughs) 
How they, paranoid do you have to be, though? That's a bit extreme. Yeah. The other guys, I think... They were just, like, having a laugh, I think. These guys, they're seriously worried? Did they clog the up the top? The water cooler on the head what? is the part yeah. that gets me the most, where I'm like, what the fuck? Also, would they get all those water coolers? They must have one at home. They must, and they've just got them lying around or whatever, but still. That's a bit fucking weird. Yeah. So that was my three examples of people who are maybe taking things a bit too far. Good <laughs> lord. Speaking of people who are taking things. Oh, okay. To people who need it. <gasps> Uh, my next story <laughs> is out of Canberra. Uh, now, I'm not a religious person. I think I probably have made that quite clear in prior episodes of the podcast. I'm not either. Um, but I really like Sikhs. Okay. I never hear good things about them. They just always seem like genuinely nice people. So what you're saying is it's not so much the religious part that you like them for, but you, you I just like them hear as a about people. them doing good shit. I, li- I like them as a people. Mm. And they always have a turban to match the rest of their outfit. And I'm just like, where are you getting it? How do you do it? And they so usually you aspire have, to have their fashion sense. And they usually have some really nicely groomed facial hair as well. So, you know, <laughs> there's some sick looking people. Oh. <laughs> I think that joke gets made all every time they get mentioned. But there does appear to be quite a significant Sikh community in Canberra. Okay. Because it's not the first time I've heard about Sikhs doing good things in Canberra. So, Turbans for Australia is delivering food to people in Canberra who are isolating because of the coronavirus crisis. Jamie Travers, SBS News. Turbans for Australia is a Sikh volunteer group who deliver hot meals and hampers of essentials across Canberra. Forgive me for this next attempt at pronunciation. <laughs> Param, De- Param-, Param Deep Singh Naran Narain is a coordinator of the group, and he was actually running a similar operation during the bushfires. So he's been busy this year. I was about to say, I thought I specifically remembered them. Was it them that did the barbecue? Probably. Or was, it, or was that... A Muslim. Possibly. I can't remember. Probably both, really. I was going to say, I do remember both of them doing something, but I can't remember which one was which. Initially, he was preparing and cooking all the meals from his own home. Uh, However, due to surging demand, he actually had to list the help of local restaurant Indian Pantry. And I googled it. I think it got good reviews. Looks pretty good. It's in a part of Canberra I've never been to, though, so. Maybe next time you go. Quote, work hard, worship, and the third one is share your meal. Whatever you earn, you share it. I think we are living up to those principles, said Param Deep, referring to his culture as his reason and motivation for basically what he's doing. So Sounds socialist to me. All right. Well, I'm fuck so it. I'll stop reading the article then. People <laughs> doing a nice thing and you're like, commies. <laughs> that is not I know. what I meant at all. God. That's what the S in Sikh stands for. Socialist Indian. I'll think of the other two later. Socialist Indian something helpers. Oh, my God. God. Thomas for Australia currently has 15 volunteers delivering to over 100 households across Canberra on top of their full-time jobs, I assume for those still able to do their full-time job. Aren't they just nice people? I know. Mary Louise, who is homebound at this time due to her weak immune system, said, It has been an incredible lifeline for me and not just me. There are lots of other people out there who feel the same. It's been a lifeline for them as well. There are these people who have no idea who I am and have done nothing but show me kindness and made lovingly de- loving, delicious food. These people are just wonderful. Oh, isn't that lovely? Yeah. So the article does go on to mention how they're also, they're getting to sort of share their food and culture to people who otherwise wouldn't normally encounter. Like, they're not a huge community, Seeks. They're, they're worldwide. I'm sure mm. there's millions of them, but you don't see them everywhere kind of thing. Mm. Uh, as the meals are all, so they're cooking very traditional Indian and Sikh dishes, uh, which forms a big background to their religion and culture. So they interviewed the chef, I assume, from Indian Pantry, mm-hmm. uh, Govinda Singh Sandhu. Apologies again for any mispronunciation there. And he said, 
I did check with a couple of people where I delivered the food to see how they were enjoying it. They said they're loving it. Their kids love it, which is great. Uh, they even had a quote from a little girl they interviewed who said essentially, oh, I didn't like curry before all this, but now I love curries. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and then closing comment here from the chef. We're a group of people who came here as international students and now we're part of the family, the Australian family. Oh. Because they are all young guys for the looks of it. I don't think any of them were over 30. Oh, wow. Well, okay. The ones I saw in the article, which is only like three. So, yeah. I like Sikhs. They always seem to be just lovely people. Mm. I, also, I, they I get wonder what... to carry daggers. Oh, is that part of the... There's three pieces of clothing. I th- God, I'm not an expert. I think it's the turban, a bracelet of some kind, and a dagger, which is like their traditional religious guard mm. that they usually carry on them. I think though in recent times, most of them have started foregoing the dagger for reasons because they're like, well, that's a bit unreasonable these days. But technically, yeah. by in some places, they are still allowed to carry it as a religious freedom. Right, okay. I just think they don't because they're like, that's a bit confrontational. Well, <laughs> I've yeah. certainly never, <laughs> if they do, it's definitely concealed and probably like inside their clothing. I've never seen a Sikh walking around with a dagger. They're usually like ornate like things, but. So yeah. like what you're saying is it's more a decoration than for stabbing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I maybe back way back when it was also for a bit of a personal self defense kind of thing, but it's they don't seem like a very aggressive I guess I just people. I don't know anything about their beliefs or their history, so I have looked into it just because every time I hear about them I'm like, Oh, what's going mm. on? What's what's Sikhism all about? I'm like, Okay. So that's why I know they have those, but I don't remember the rest of it. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty much logic away from it. I was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> you really left me with no segue, like at all. I'm sorry. Like, I cannot relate the two back to each other. How dare you? Okay, so do you remember, this is a while ago Doing now. a time warp, drinking those moments when. I'm just going to let you go. A time warp is probably one of my least favorite songs from Rock and Horror. It's okay. I just think there are better ones. Rose Tends My World, Sweet Transvestite, There's a Light. I don't know what it's called, but the one where it's like, when Eddie said he didn't like his teddy, you knew he was a no good kid. When he threatened your life with a switchblade knife. Are, are you done? I like Rocky Horror. <laughs> a lot. Okay. Over at the Frankenstein's place, there's a lie. Poppy, I'm never going to be able to tell the story. <laughs> okay. This is a while ago. Opportunity, bless myself. Nope, we're just going to sit here in silence for the next however long this podcast goes for. (laughs) Fuck, we did. Episode 16, the Rocky Horror Musical Edition. Oh, God. Am I allowed to speak? I'll be good. Okay. I fell down a YouTube rabbit hole. Oh, God. I know know because you watch some of it, so I know that you know what I'm talking about. Oh. When I started watching Ghost Adventures. What a dumb show. Oh, it's a stupid show. I'm not recommending it at all. I I have a soft spot for those ghost hunting shows because I think... They're fun in a way, and I like the idea of it, but they're always so stupid. Look, I said that they're dumb. I still watched a lot of episodes. When was this? This wasn't recently. It was a while ago. Yeah. We were definitely living in Melbourne, so it was okay. within at least the last year. What up, what demons? It's your boy. <laughs> and I was... I remember asking, I, re- I remember saying to you anyway, about how they were using a camera device that I had no idea what the fuck it was. Didn't it turn to be a Kinect? Yes. That's what I'm going to talk about because the man who discovered its use for this was Australian. Okay. So, um, do you explain the use, or should I give people a quick? I'm going to go over it. Okay, cool. Um, but everyone remembers the Xbox Connect. So, I mean, basically, it's meant to detect human movement. 
It's effectively a really fancy PlayStation eye toy. Yeah. The way you motion control with your body. And I mean, Kinect was with 360, wasn't it? So, I mean, it's yeah. old technology. Uh, they brought it over for the Xbox One as well, I believe. But I don't know I if an anyone actually time, ever bought so. an Xbox One. So, <laughs> But, like, I definitely had a 360 and I remember, like, waving my hand to do stuff. Like, it's meant to detect. I didn't have a Kinect, but I certainly had an eye toy mm. back in the PS2 days. So basically what it does is it maps out your body and then it can tell like what's your hand and what's your leg. and like Most use people got out of it was the Just Dance games. Yeah. You could actually control your 360 from the Kinect. Like you didn't yeah. have to use a controller. It takes voice commands as well, I think. Yeah. That's unrelated to what we're doing though. Yeah. but So basically it just maps out your body and it can tell what part of your body is moving and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So Graham Lewis is an Australian paranormal investigator and he was the one that came up with the device. And I've got a brief quote from him about how he uses it or like why he uses it. Um, So apparently the sensor puts out a grid of infrared light and looks at light returning and then sends it back to a processor. Mm -hmm. Then he's like put a little display on it. The software displays the information that it processes on a seven inch screen. And if it sees you as human, it will color you a certain color. Interesting. So, and from the video I seen, it's usually like red or green, so that you stand out from the background. Um, and then I it mean, puts it's a... designed to attract people, so it would know what people look like. Right. And infrared—that's detecting heat. Yes. No. No. Infrared is so you know the spectrum we can see is basically from ultraviolet to infrared. Mm-hmm. So it's just light we physically can't see as people. Right. Okay. Um, bees can, I think. And Maybe some we could use birds. bees to hunt ghosts. <laughs> But it's a it's a it's a wavelength of light that we can't detect with our own human eyes. Okay. It's just light we can't see, so you can light a whole room with it, but to us it appears dark. Right. Okay. But well, it's not it's not heat. Why Why did I think that? I think I think like- a lot of people do, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'll just double check. But I'm fairly certain it's not. Okay, to a degree. To a degree. Okay. Yeah. So all objects on Earth emit. IR radiation in the form of heat. This can also be detected by electronic sensors, such as those used in night vision, goggles, and infrared cameras. If a warm body comes in the instrument's field of view, the heat causes a detectable change in the voltage across the transmitter. Okay. So, that's technically... That. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take that back. You were right. Okay. So, sorry. So, if a seizure is human, it will color you a different color, so either red or green, and then it puts a stick figure over the top of that to identify the different parts of your body. Yep. Like a stick figure skeleton. Yep. Exactly. So Graham Lewis, by trade, is an electrical engineer. As a paranormal investigator on the side, he's been using that to develop new tools. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, honestly, when you think about ghost hunting tools, what do you think of? Microphones, little recorders, and just putting cameras around the room. It's all regular cameras, like sensor cameras, like the ones that uh, detect movement. Yeah. Or like spirit boxes, which just pick up radio waves. They're all... Just things that we already have yeah, and that we manipulate to detect something. Like, do you know what I mean? There's not really a specific thing that picks up what you can't see. Mm. That's how he got the idea to do this because a lot of Xbox users were complaining that they that the camera was picking up other players that weren't there. Ooh. So he was like, why would it do that if the sensors specifically are designed to pick up a human and there's no human there. Maybe they're just not very good. <laughs> I mean, there is that as well. The theory makes sense to me because yeah. I'm like, if it's designed to detect a whole human and it comes up with a whole human next to you and there's no one there, like that's a bit weird. 
I can understand if it was dodgy and maybe it'd pick up like part of something or whatever, but a whole human, that's kind of weird, isn't it? It's like when you see those videos of people using Snapchat filters and like the filter just cut because you know how it detects a face. Mm. <laughs> that costs us something in the background. And yeah. there's something there, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that scares me too, though. <laughs> Even uh, though I know it's just like light and shade. It'll that's just what be like it up the with. compression of a video. Yeah. So it is weird. I, do, I, I don't fully believe this, just FYI, but I do get the theory and how it works. I do think it might just be that it's a bit crap. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then again, what's the resolution of the sensor? You know, maybe it is just picking again, up weird things in light that are roughly. It's also shape. old technology. This is outdated technology. This is at least five years old. And technology-wise, that's outdated. I suppose so. It's a bit older than that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like, so it's 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 outdated technology. And he's still using a Kinect camera to do this. They're not manufacturing Kinect cameras anymore. Uh, they might be. I feel, I feel like I read that they weren't, but okay. you could be right. You know, once the technology runs out, I, I don't know what he's going to do. But, I mean, I guess maybe he can create his own. But, yeah. Now, I will say... That maybe there are instances where it does pick up something that is there that you can't see. Because there was one example and he showed a video of it that was fucking creepy. Okay. And I'm like, that ain't right. There is definitely something there. <laughs> okay. Do so you- I don't think that, like, I don't believe that every time it picks up someone who isn't there that there's actually something there. But maybe it does occasionally actually pick up something. So he was at the quarantine station in Manly. Okay. Which is known as one Supposedly of the most haunted. haunted- as hell. Um, places you've in, been there. I have been there. I have done the tour. I want to um, go a ghost tour. I've never been on one. I like. I gotta be honest. I was fucking scared the entire time. <laughs> but we did like the two-hour tour, which was like quite um, historically informative. So I actually did quite enjoy it in that way. But the entire time, I was waiting for something to happen, and I did see some a couple of things that I can't really quite explain, and that doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> Let's go do the. I think old Melbourne Jail's got one. I want to go on a ghost tour. I've never been on one. But basically, the quarantine station was back in old-timey days, basically when you came to Australia post-convict era, and it, this is more like when people were looking to move to Australia to colonize. Mm. Um, they got put in the quarantine station um, at Manly. Most of the time, people did have something, and a lot of people died there, and there are a lot of examples of like ghost or paranormal activity there. I think one of the biggest ones that they um, told us when we were there is you can have a wedding there. So if you're like a person who likes dark, creepy shit, that might be for you. <laughs> but there is like a pathway that goes like from the bottom of the whole place up to the top. Mm-hmm. And right on one side of it, there is an unmarked graveyard. It was unmarked. Okay, this is, this is bullshit, right? It was unmarked because the richer people, their rooms looked over it and they didn't want to see a graveyard. So they had to take the markers away, but they were still burying people there. Someone got married there and they had photos taken walking down that path. Mm-hmm. And in the background, there was like a wagon that was not there. Interesting. Why Did they bury a wagon there? Was it a ghost know. wagon? Or maybe there was a ghost carting the wagon? I don't know. Go- but like when they wagon. got it developed. Ghost wagon. They didn't recall seeing it. So they actually called to check to see if that was there. And because to be honest, they were going to complain because they didn't want it in the photo. <laughs> and they were like, um, no, <laughs> there is no wagon. <laughs> Before we went, I Googled it because I wanted to know what to expect. Had not been on a ghost tour before. And there are so many fucking photos out there of clear faces that were not there. Like, it's haunted as hell is basically the thing that I'm trying to say. I used to live in a town in New Zealand called Timaru. And we had a haunted house that used to have, like, nuns or some shit in it. I don't know. It wasn't nuns. Monks, maybe. Um, and there was a 
pay out the like if you can survive spend the whole night there kind of thing we'll give you some money <laughs> there's a competition and the guy they got to do it I took a photo of him for the front page news <laughs> there's just like a hooded figure in the background of the photo I, I, hate I went that. to that house. There was like a um, Easter egg hunt there. <laughs> the fucking haunted house. Oh my god, I, f- I hate that. It didn't no. seem that creepy, but when I was there, there were so many people. Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyway, sorry, we kind of went off tangent there. Um, so he was at the quarantine station, and he said. At the Q station, I experienced a chilling moment. On the screen, I noticed a small figure that looked about the size of a child. The figure seemed to be limping, and when I waved, the little figure waved back. <laughs> I just got goosebumps. Fuck that. Fuck that. No. No. Ugh, no. Well, that just seems friendly. I know, but like, I'd, I'd be terrified. I'd just wee myself immediately. <laughs> I. <laughs> the thing is, like, you, you might, like, see that on a screen and think, oh, that might be a ghost, but then to have it, like, interact with you? No. Poor lonely ghost. I know. I, just, I hate so all this stuff. I find it really interesting, but I hate all this stuff. It scares me and I don't like it. Mm. <laughs> I might show you the footage. I'd love to if see If you it. want. Um, find it real quick. It's, it's, it's creepy. Like, I did not enjoy it. So, um, yeah, I, I personally found the footage quite creepy, to be honest. That's the whole thing. This whole thing. Creeperino. <laughs> just some Aussie I want to go on a ghost hunt or a ghost tour. Honestly, people who Maybe do that's it, what I can do What in quarantine is go ghost hunting. Not in this house, you're not. Go elsewhere and go on ghost hunt. <laughs> hunt the ghosts. It's just like, I think it's kind of cool how creative people get to uh, to try and like detect or see spirits, I guess. Well, from one inventor to another. Oh, okay. Panda six like right there. <laughs> Astrophysicist gets magnet stuck up nose while inventing coronavirus device. Oh my God. Naman Zhou, the Guardian. 27-year-old astrophysicist Dr. Daniel Reardon has admitted, sorry, was admitted to a Melbourne hospital after getting magnets stuck up his nose whilst attempting to invent a necklace that warns people if they're about to touch their face. (laughs) How? Now, keep in mind, he's an astrophysicist, not an inventor. But also how? (laughs) We'll go into it. Oh, okay, okay. The idea was concocted due to boredom whilst in self-isolation. Quote, I have some electrical equipment, but really no experience or expertise in building circuits or things. I had part of I had a part that detects magnetic fields. I thought that if I built a circuit that could detect the magnetic field and we wore magnets on our wrists, then it could set off an alarm if you brought it too close to your face. A bit of boredom isolation made me think of that. <laughs> so essentially, he's trying to build a device where you wear it around your neck with some magnets on your arms, and then if you go to reach your face, it goes brrrr. And right. so you don't okay. touch your face kind of thing. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, his device actually worked in the exact opposite matter. Oh. Quote again, I accidentally invented a necklace that buzzes continuously unless you move your hand close to your face. <laughs> <laughs> After scrapping that idea, I was still a bit bored. So I started playing with the magnets in the same logic as clipping pegs to your ears. I clipped them to my earlobes. So these are really strong rare earth magnets. You ever played with them? No. If you get them stuck together, they're nearly impossible to pull apart. Oh my god. They're really like powerful, good magnets. I clipped them to my earlobes, and then I clipped them to my nostril, and things went downhill pretty quickly when I clipped the magnet to my other nostril. What an idiot. <laughs> so I'm sorry. So he's, he's got his earlobes stuck between two magnets, and then he gets the other ones, and he just sticks one in his nose and one on the outside. So he's got one magnet in his nostril, and the other one on the outside of his nostril like a stud. Like, you know, people with spaces in their yeah, nostrils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he removed the magnets from the outside of his nostrils, the two magnets inside his nasal cavity snapped together with his sternum, sorry, septum in between. 
Ah, no. That's my own writing. That's not how it was worded, but that's the impression I got from what okay. they were saying. But oh. that sounds like he's gone, oh, I better take these out and just gone. I'll drag this one off and it'll fall out, right? And it's just snapped together in the middle of his nose. Ugh. So he's done that and then he's got two magnets left over. So he's now trying to use them to get them out of his nose. Right, okay. Like pulling them out. At this point, my partner who works at a hospital was laughing at me. I was trying to pull them out, but there's this ridge at the bottom of my nose they couldn't get past. Oh my god. <laughs> this guy actually kind of looks like a stunt double for Bajo. <laughs> give you some idea. I looked at him like, yeah, you look like the kind of person that would do this. But I, was, <laughs> I, I also thought to myself, oh, I'd probably do something stump, dumb shit like this as well. Oh god, I just, I don't know how you end up in this predicament. You're an astrophysicist! I was gonna say, Why'd you put magnets in your nose? He's also clearly an actually smart person. I know. So how, how did you end up in this situation? <sighs> Where was I? Quoting, it's pretty much quoting for the rest of the article. After struggling for 20 minutes, I decided to Google the problem and found an article about an 11-year-old boy who had the same problem. <laughs> the solution was to was use more magnets to put on the outside and offset the pull from the inside ones. So now he's got the magnet again on the outside of his nostril and then just trying to like drag it along like the length of his nose to mm-hmm. fo- pull the other magnet out. As I was pulling downwards to try and remove the magnets, they clipped to each other and I lost my grip. And those two magnets also ended up in my left nostril. Oh my god. And the this other gets one was worse? Right. So now he's got three or four magnets in his nose. I'm not quite oh clear. Oh my god. At this point, I'd run out of magnets. <laughs> I just don't get how he ended up here. <laughs> well, my necklace device doesn't work. Clip, clip, clunk, clunk. Oh, better put some more magnets up there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He lastly attempted to remove them with pliers, which he said was painful before going to the hospital. Quoting again. My partner took me to the hospital that she works at because she wanted her colleagues to laugh at me. (laughs) I love this woman. (laughs) The doctors thought it was quite funny, making comments like, this is an injury due to self-isolation and boredom. And when they got the three of them out of my left nostril, the last one fell down my throat. That could have been a bit of a problem if I swallowed or breathed it in. But I was thankfully able to lean forward and cough it out. Needless to say, I'm not going to play with the magnets anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I would fucking hope not. Honestly. (laughs) The article did mention that, like, during the whole time, he was having no issues. Like, he could breathe fine. It wasn't impacting his breathing, so they kind of mean huge magnets. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, don't put magnets up your nose. I, I would go as far as to say, don't put anything up your nose. This is reminding me of that time when one of my cousins shoved a pencil up one of my other cousin's nose, like nostril, and it got stuck, and they had to go to the hospital. I had a friend who, I can't remember what happened, but either he was eating chips and they came out of his nose... Or the chips somehow went up his nose and he still ate it. Ew. I think it was the other way. He was eating chips and it came out his nose. Jesus Christ. Which would have hurt. And then, of course, my friend Betty and she puts hammers, nails up there and shit. There's like a really cool little like soft spot like right up there. Mm. You can just like shove shit in and it's fine. That must be her trick. Mm. Did you know the test for the current or the main test they're using for the coronavirus is they shove a stick up your nose to the back of your throat and take a swab? That makes my nose feel weird just thinking about it. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about them, I'm like, oh, so people like my friend Betty and other people who do that sort of act are probably like, okay, I'll just, whatever. Yeah, I mean, they're probably not bothered at all. But for mm. me, who doesn't regularly stick shit up my nose, that does not sound pleasant. If you're ever out drinking with Betty, you got to be careful because if you're not looking, she might take your straw and shove it up her nose and then put it back in your cup. Ew, that's rude. Happened to me at least <laughs> twice. Twice that she told me. Maybe that's what it is then. Maybe it's that there's like a... a gap that connects so if you put something out there it doesn't actually hurt your nose i don't know does that make sense possibly 
They're like magicians. They don't tell me how they do it. Luke appears once again. I've left you without a segue into your third story. You haven't. You haven't given me any fucking segue at all. Maybe you're just not thinking hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. So, do you have a third story for us today? Nice segue. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, my third story is um, about... Australians who have been fined for breaking the social distancing rules. So similar to my first story. It is very similar to your first story. We had a discussion about this, actually. So some there might be a little bit of overlap, but... These people are fucking stupid. Yes. And hilarious. Um, so I'm going to cut half of mine because we had already kind of discussed how you can get fined $1,000 at the moment and the reasons why that was brought in because people are fuckwits and won't stay at home. Yep. So that was kind of like half of what I wrote. <laughs> So I'll just cut all that um, and say, so the article I found was a list of reasons that people from New South Wales gave for not being in their house Okay. when they were fined. I'm going to preface this by saying it's only been a couple of days. Yeah, these laws only came into effect this week in New South Wales. Yes. Mm. So it hasn't been that long and there's already been 12 individuals and one business that has been fined. The fine for <laughs> businesses is $5,000. Yeah, it is. So stay the fuck home. Right. One of them was a 23-year-old man in Dubbo who got fined twice and wouldn't tell them why he was out. He got fined twice. Like, just, this guy's probably very like, they're trying to spy on me. Fuck the government. Well, I mean, I agree with the fucking government. Goodbye to 2K. <laughs> I, I, I can already guarantee this guy's just, uh, they're trying to, he's paranoid and they think the government's watching him all the time. And he won't, it's none of your business. You have no right. Blah, 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 blah. Probably thinks he's one of those uh, targeted individuals. Yep. A 28-year-old man was fined after the police did a check to make sure that he was self-quarantining after arriving from New Zealand. This is obviously pre-imposed the quarantine. Bloody Kiwis. Um, but instead found him out driving for no reason. Like he wasn't going anywhere, he was just going for a drive. <laughs> At least he's in his own car, but yeah. I guess, but still. Oh. Men- so I read a tweet about someone who's like, just went for a 30-minute drive in Grand Theft Auto the other day to clear my mind. <laughs> I can't leave the house. I went for a drive and go, oh, oh, right. I haven't played GTA in ages. I should do that. Um, okay. Two men were fined after being found drinking in a park. Are you I... even allowed to do that anyway? No, you're not allowed to do that anyway. <laughs> um, not in this country, at least. I also had your mate, the kebab um, eater <laughs> in Newcastle. We know his backstory now. Yeah, we know his backstory now. <laughs> a 57-year-old business owner was fined $5,000 in Cardiff, which is also in Newcastle, after it was seen that customers were leaving his business. Do you want to guess what kind of business it was? Sex shop. It was a massage parlor. Oh. So very clearly breaking the social distancing rules. <laughs> a massage parlor or a massage look i can't say either way the article just said massage parlor did did it give us the address should we look it up and see if we can see in the windows (laughs) because if you can't see in the windows that massage parlor it's a brothel after being a postie i did very much learn i will mention that brothels are legal in new south wales they are just for people out there who are like he's only been fine for his business what yeah, prostitution is legal in New South Wales and it, all it of is, New Zealand. But it's also a problem when you have these illegal ones that yeah. pose as massage parlors who, for the most part, bring in overseas workers. Probably illegally. Probably illegally. Bit of human and, trafficking. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like, the, it's, it's, a, it's a problem. But, I mean... I'm I, sure I really, it happens in New Zealand, but in New Zealand, it's a lot more, from what I've read, regulated, mm. which is just better for everyone involved. Protects the girls, I guess the guys who work in the sex industry. Protects the customers. It's just better. You're never going to stop it. You might as well legalize it. 
I honestly just don't understand how they can continue running though, because they are so easy to identify once you know them. Yeah. Like it's so pretty much after being a postie for a while and having deli- like delivered mail to a lot of these places. If you can't see inside, it's an illegal brothel. The end. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've knocked on no a matter door. what the business is. If you can't see inside, illegal brothel. Probably not. But if it's a massage pie and you can't see inside, <laughs> all those underground bars are like illegal brothels. <laughs> No, if it's a massage parlor and you can't see inside, I can guarantee it's probably an illegal brothel. Um, the legit places you can see in the reception. They have an open window. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, you obviously can't people see, see people being massaged. Sometimes you can, but it's only like like a little foot one. Yeah. So, like, if you can't see inside in at Thailand, all. Thailand, you just get it done on the street. If you can't see the reception at all, is a brothel. <laughs> I got a really good uh, pedicure. From one of the foot massage places I went to in Thailand, mm-hmm. they look because they looked at my feet and they're like, "Boy," and they are the, <laughs> not like that, but they they pretty <laughs> much they said like that. they didn't really give me a choice. They're like, "We're doing it." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." And oh, my toes had never looked like my toenails had never looked better. <laughs> um, they did this thing with like hot rocks as well. That was quite nice and like a little yeah Thai foot massage, really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a postie, I don't know how many locked doors of those businesses that I knocked on and girls wearing not very much opened them. So that's my hot tip, I guess. <laughs> Use it however you wish. Yeah. I mean, probably don't because it's probably illegal and those girls are probably not being treated properly and maybe just like don't. Maybe just go to a legitimate brothel where the people actually want to be there. And But it's quarantine, so don't. Most. So you're going to have to deal with cam girl sites. We were actually discussing this the other day where we were talking about the... The people that you didn't think about that are being affected. And I was like, what are, what are sex workers doing right now? Only fans. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I hope they're still getting paid for something. Cam, cam shows? I guess. It's probably not the only cool. thing you can really do. Cam right girl now, profits right? are up because everyone's at home wanking. So. Okay. It makes sense to me. That went down a road that I was not really expecting. What else have people been fine for? Okay. Hi, so Pixie. The, the last one that I've got is the, the best one by far. A 51-year-old man in Albury, which is on the border of New South Wales and Victoria, crashed his car and when asked where he was going, because obviously not meant to be out, just driving around, um, he weirdly told the police he was on his way to visit his drug dealer. (laughs) Is that an essential service in Albury? Props to him for being honest, I guess. (laughs) I mean, probably is in Albury. What else are you going to do there? True. There's not much going on there. but, but yeah, that, that that was it. I, I just, when I read the drug dealer one, I'm like, yeah, I have to do this because this is ridiculous. So the worst thing is, right, that wasn't even the whole story. He was driving without a license. He was speeding and he crashed his car and then told them he was on his way to see his drug dealer. <laughs> what are you doing, Pixie? It's a really good spot there, apparently. Ooh, get into it. Okay, I can't speak weird. Oh, dear. Okay, that's, that's, that's all it. I got. That, that's it. Done already. Pixie, your ears inside out. <laughs> Pixie! It's oh, all right. Fixed it. Put it in. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's all I got. That's that's it. That's it. So you, you can you can outro us if you Let's like. Let's wrap this up. I don't remember the outro. <laughs> it's right here. Yeah, so as always, if you have any stories you'd like us to share or just drop us a line, you can email us at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. That's fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Twitter's definitely the best place to hit us up as we keep telling you all. Because we're addicted to Twitter. I don't think anyone's ever even sent us an email. Oh, plenty of people have sent us emails for money. It's spam. No, because podcasting costs money. <laughs> oh, right. Those fees we pay. Yes. Yeah, drop us a line on Twitter at Pod. Twitter, as we share more. 
think we're a bit more active on that Twitter now than we used to be. I always try and make an effort to share our credits and stuff. Um, yeah, they go out throughout the week. Um, and then I share any weird international stories I find along the way during the week or things that don't mm. quite work as a full article that I could write about, such as the guy in Thailand who did that horrible thing and then died. Yep. We're on every streaming podcast platform in the planet, as far as I'm aware. Pixie! Ah! No! Sorry, that's going to be a thing for you to edit. Are you eating paper? Yes. You can't be that hungry! <laughs> I don't think it's about being hungry. I think it's about being annoying. Sending a message. Anyway, okay, let's wrap this up. Um, And also, we have a website. We do have a website, um, which is fuckmedeadpodcast.com. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, if you don't like apps, because there are those people out there, you can listen to the podcast through the website. You're staring intently at me as you said that. Yes. Are you trying to imply that I, who does not like apps, does not like apps? Yes. I guess I've just, I can't be bothered. There's too many apps. If you're that person, you can listen to the podcast through the website. Ironically, though, I do listen to podcasts through apps. <laughs> it would kind of be silly to me anyway, not to. Because why would you go to all these separate websites? But it's an option that is there if you well, want. I may it. listen to my car, so it's a bit difficult to do it through a website. Mm. Whereas Spotify connects to my car and so does Apple, whatever it is. Yeah. All right. Well, I believe that's all we have. That's all we have for this week. Um, I guess thanks again for hanging out with us. We'll be back at the same time next week. Probably still in quarantine. I can guarantee still in quarantine. So I don't know. Maybe we might have lost our minds a bit more by then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Okay. Bye. Catch you.